0: Podcasts proudly presents the wrestling is real podcast because wrestling needs us brought to you by king of amazon.com go to king of amazon.com when you do your shopping for amazon to help the king of podcasts shop for amazon at KingOfAmazon.com. of amazon.com aw revolution And WWE Super Showdown is a tale of two shows. Which encompass the true differences between both brands. Now, I have been praising AEW the last few weeks. Now, because they're hitting their stride. I think everybody else can feel the same way that they, since the start of the year, All the Wrestling has hit their stride. They made adjustments over the holiday season. And ever since, the lead-up to Revolution this past Saturday night to last night as I recorded this show. I just took it basically 24 hours later to get to it because I didn't want to do it tomorrow. Uh, last night. Uh, I had to get up early so I didn't get a chance to go put that together. But I wanted to do it here tonight and do both shows and just quickly kind of give a review on both. Give a take. No full recap here. We don't need to do that. But really, Revolution gives away such a strong performance with every every match they have. We saw classics in the tag team tunnel match with Hangman, Page, Omega, and the Young Bucks. An amazing story being told. Amazing story. And then you look at, I mean, Moxley and Jericho, very good match in that. MGF and Cody was really good. And I'll tell you, I actually really enjoyed the way some of these matches turned out. Not predictable. Not predictable. You had real woven storylines throughout and they were good storylines i can't complain about anything that made me feel cringe or anything weird or bad i really this company is just doing a really good job at telling stories and giving us a damn reason to worry about these matches it's not just good matches this is the difference that wwe this is the difference that wwe does not do they are not giving us any emotional investment in their matches all elite wrestling is and they're doing a better job of storytelling, dare, dare I say, better. The only other company I think that does as such a good job of telling stories and giving good matches is Impact Wrestling. And that's from a much smaller scale. But that's what's happening here. All Elite Wrestling is delivering storylines and delivering great matches. They're doing it now. The only match that could have been a little bit... If he was the women's match. But again, you're talking about Nala Rose, who's still kind of green, but I mean now as a champion is a strong part. Chris Dightlander is a good character and not bad, but they definitely you could feel a real difference in the pace of the matches compared to the rest of the card. That's not a thing against the women, it's just the way it is right now. It's just basically those two women that are in the ring. And remember, there's a lot of people that are not even in this on this pay-per-view that were featured that could have been. But really great matches here tonight. Oh, or last night, excuse me. I know, I'm doing post shows, and I always forget it's like the other way around, but either which way. The Count of the Revolution, 383,000 viewers, so I was one of those that watched. I thought they did an ex- excellent job this past weekend, this past week, excuse me, of doing the go-home show. I mean, amazing work. I don't know how well this show's going to do, but really, you're talking about eight weeks and more to build up to... These matches, and they did such an incredible job. They really did. Let's talk about it. So going into this, I didn't get to see the uh, Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, Riho, and Yuka Sakazaki match. I didn't see the uh, tag team match with Dark Order over SoCal Censored. So the matches we saw were seven matches on the card. So again, seven matches on a strong show. And then you put it in here, and now, okay, Jake Hager, Dustin Rhodes, the story being told with the car door, that story's been well told, and it wasn't much more than it needed to be. It was just these two guys had a fight. You had to get that point across. They did. Here we go, and off we went, and it was really well done. Good good stuff, and a good match. And you know what? I had no problem with Jake Hager taking the win because with Dustin Rhodes, it was a, it was a screw job, you know? And this feud can continue. I think with Cody and Dustin and their particular feuds of different calibers, you know, Dustin and a definite mid-card feud, but a good mini card feud, which has made sense, and that we have, you know, a good story behind it without a whole lot of action behind it. But it's one of those where it's like you've seen this story going along. It's been told well enough to create and continue the momentum to create the anger, the tension between these two to create this match. Fourteen minutes was good. I really enjoyed Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen just quick work. And by the way, nothing to be said against Sammy Guevara, but this guy takes takes losses really well. And still it looks strong with the inner circle. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with him after this, but really like these two. Darby Allen winning the match with the back, with that back uh, slam kind of thing. Ridiculous, but this is the kind of stuff that I never got to see of him. And look, my opinion is going to be not much different than what the guys at the wrestling Observer have been saying. If you listen to any of the uh, shows that. Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer have been talking about. They, when they talk about AEW wrestling, they're praising crazy. And they and they have a right to say it because the shows have been very good. Solid tip the to top. Very good stuff. So they didn't go along for that uh Darby Allin Simmon Guevara match. Again, 30 minutes for Omega and Page and Young Bucks. The difference is this was an NXT Takeover match, but every Yeah, okay. Wrestling Observer guys, every move matter. For me, it just It just told the story. I mean, you felt like, okay, there's some little nuances and things, some back-end stuff. Like, you know, if you're paying attention, you're in the, uh, if you're, you know, inside baseball, then you're enjoying this match like crazy. For me, it was just, it was, in my view, it was an NXT TakeOver match. You would see this at, like, as a main event for NXT TakeOver period, right? I mean, whatever, you know, Gargano and Chepo versus Mustache Mountain, something like that, right? Really awesome. And, you know, Nigel, you would have Marl, who was, oh with a snare fall nigel would say something they gotta get them and then beth would do the same thing and that's the routine you know nxt takeovers nxt it's formulaic and it's gotten really it's broken record formulaic i'm sorry but it is it's just the matches there's nothing behind the matches nothing and so i feel like the matches sometimes when i watch nxt yeah great matches but it's static it's like, you know, it's like empty calories. There's nothing there. Nothing to make me feel like, okay, what happens when these people win or not? Does it really make a difference? Okay, it might be a title on the line, but does it really matter at the end of the day? Am I really invested if this one team is a champion or not? No, not really. This, I felt like with Omen and Megan Page, the thing was you had, first of all, the tag team titles. The Bucks are kind of on on themselves. They need to go and be able to come back and try to win these titles. They went through they went through shit to get back to the top to go ahead and be contenders for the titles and it's the elite together and there's a lot of tension right now and and really Hangman Adam Page in this match shined. It was amazing. The crowd loved him. Hangman Adam Page is a main eventer in the, in the making and they were already kind of dealing with him but People are getting behind him big. And, you know, some point they're going to make, they're going to split him off. It's either going to be Omega or Page that are going to split off as the heel. But whatever that happens, it's going to be great. The tease, <laughs> the the tease was fantastic. Page, getting ready to do Buckshot Lariat. And the tease, no, 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 just <laughs> come on out, Kenny. Excellent. And really, you know, if we're going to get Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, if we're going to get that coming up, Shit. Bring it on, man. That's a hell of a match. I like the Pac-Omega stuff, but I really would love to see this here and see where this goes. Because this would be really fantastic. Nala Rose, listen, they gave a lot of time for this match too. But, I mean, is good. I love her character. I love her as a wrestler. I think she just, she just needs more time. But I like the character. And honestly... You know, it is the indie wrestlers coming out with their own gimmicks that they made themselves. They get to continue it on in All e Wrestling, which is fantastic. It's not a WWE creation that does not have to go through and say, well, we need to tweak this and change this to make it more mainstream friendly. No, no. AW is saying, okay, we're bringing your gimmick up to the main roster here. Let's see if it sticks. And that's the best way to find out. You know what? Take these people that have really taken the effort to put their gimmicks together and have put a lot of time into it, and people know the backstories of it. If you've been inside baseball and a diehard indie fan, then you know about Chris Statlander, and you know about everything she's done in her career and where this has gotten to her. And they've done a good job of telling her story, too. So for me, and for my end of the bargain, I thought they did a really good job. I enjoyed the match for what it's worth. It wasn't great, but it was good. It was very good. And Nala Rose defending and winning strongly over the number number one contender, and you know, Hikaru Sheeta's the next person probably in line. Good. Let Nala Rose be the beast right now, and let her take on because she's got the look. She's got a, a excellent promo this past week. That was another thing. She got promo skills. She's got a lot of things happening right now. She is a very good women's wrestler. For what it's worth, she's good with a title. Good for that. Now. The MJF Ward, Wardlow uh, in the ring and Cody and Arnie and Brandy Rhodes. Let me tell you, MJF Cody was a fucking great match, man. I enjoy the story being told. MJF is the biggest prick heel bastard there is in the in the, in the in the around the day. Really good stuff. Enjoyed it immensely. So they're doing a good job of that. I mean, for what it's worth. Mgf is the best heel in the business. And really, Larry Zbysko-like antics heading outside of the ring. Very Ric Flair-like. I'm not putting... I, I, you cannot put a description as to what MJF is. Yes, a bit Piper. A bit Larry Zbysko. A bit Ric Flair. It's a little bit of Everybody. I feel like that's what it is, of the real schmuck heels. I actually like the jacket. He came out with the Burberry scarf around the collar. That was really cool. And Wardle's a hell of a fucking uh, heavy. He's good. Like, I like him here in this role, too. It works. And for Cody, you know, I liked Arne Anderson playing the coach thing. Didn't get the whole, like, you know, have to give him, like, the coaches (laughs) in this coaching sheet. But took a good bump, Arne Anderson took. And... Well-told match. And for the fact that MGF was able to beat Cody with the the, the uh, Dynamite Diamond, that was pretty good, too. Like, good story being told here. And they're going to continue it. And MGF continues to get the gloat here. Even though he got beat the shit out of by Cody, that was what you wanted to see. But to see this feud continue, yeah, yeah you needed to continue. This needs to go to double or nothing. Like, the same thing goes for Jake Hager, Dustin Rhodes. And... Then you find out what's going to go on with the Megan Page and the Bucks and like what the Elite do leading up to the Double or Nothing because we got three months for that, and that's, wow. Where are they going to go with that all together when it's all said and done? Now, the surprise of the night, who'd have thought? And you know what? I don't know because I don't watch indie stuff. I had never seen Orange Cassidy. I've only heard about him, and I never got to watch him until he's up to this this level of wrestling. This is a chance for Spotlight. So the gimmick has always been fun. Did not know the guy could wrestle. And you know what? He could wrestle damn good. And they had a, I mean, really, a really fun way to introduce this guy as an actual wrestler. So they, in fact, he's, he's a very capable wrestler. And very had a very capable match against Pac. And they gave him 13 minutes. And it was fantastic. And people loved it. The Orange Cassidy character is over. That's just all there is to it. It's an over character. It's amazing. Now... Finally, Moxley and Jericho, it was good stuff. Jericho, complete jerk, and these two, you know, the eye patch stuff, all this stuff is going on. Santana Ortiz also, just some plunder in it, not a whole lot, which is good. And the way they put things together was fun. It was like they really did a good job of all these matches having the right amount of time having the stories being told, the stories continuing and not abandoning from the story. It's just continuing on and making sure that, you know, again, everything has its reason. And you have, you know what? It's the funniest thing. So Brian Alvarez, as he was talking about this this week, or actually the post show for the Revolution show, the fact of the matter is that you could not bother watching SmackDown or Raw. It wouldn't give two shits when it comes to watching Super Showdown. And they're absolutely right. It's totally right. You really are earning points, brownie points, by watching the TV show every week. Because you're really getting the full story. And it makes the matches even better. So you have to watch the Dynamite show and watch the stories in between to really feel what's going on with every match. Because they're giving you reasons to watch the show. They're giving you reasons for these pay-per-view matches. So everything is in likes up, right? Right. Well, unlike WCW, where the stories was more important, the television over the pay-per-view. With AEW, TV and pay-per-view are equally important. That's what they're doing right now. And that's a hell of a model, and they're doing a really good job with it. I had no I had no qualms with this pay-per-view. This was an A show. This was an A show, period. Excellent job. They really put out everything out there. I'm enjoying the product. Now I'm enjoying it more than Impact. I didn't think I would get to that point, but I really am getting to that point. I enjoy this show more than I do Impact Wrestling. And I'm actually enjoying it more than MLW. I don't know how they're doing it, but really, they figured it out. They figured out the formula. I am enjoying the characters. I've grown to like this brand. I'm going to like why all these indie wrestlers are so liked, you know? I I get it now. I get why Darby Allin's so hot and why he was brought in. I get why Orange Cassidy was brought in. I get, and I already knew about MJF. I knew it was a winner of the, from, from the get-go seeing and MLW. They're just damn good. Really, really good stuff. And the other side, WWE Super Showdown. They're gonna rely on part-timers for WrestleMania. They have no choice. There is no other playbook there there's no road for Wrestlemania where you see other stars getting made besides Drew McIntyre it is what it is there's nothing else they have to go where they're going and it sucks but they have no other choice because they have not done their due diligence how many times have I talked about since October they decided not to do that at all of course not now oh oh, by the way Moxley being new champion I was surprised they decided to go in now and give him the belt, but they did. And you know what? Jericho had a great run as champ. You could do rematches here, but they have a hell of a job here, and that was really good. A couple things after the fact that I can talk about here, that Moxley might have suffered a concussion, but we don't know actually the whole extent of things. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but they're saying that um, Moxley had his head, head hit the ring post during his match with Jericho says he probably was half concussed, and that's the case. He'll not be clear to take any bumps this Wednesday on Dynamite. The other thing they're doing also is Tony Khan has brought back a War Games concept called Blood and Guts coming to New York City. And we know there's still some other signees that are coming in. We do not know the status of Matt Hardy, and by the time I stop this recording, everybody will know where Matt Hardy's going, but I will not know yet, and I'm not going to wait till midnight to go ahead and find out what he says, so we'll leave it there. And there we go. And one of the other things that people were asking about was that Jericho decided to go and drop the belt here against Moxley. So the one thing that's being said is that Fozzie might be going back on tour, so that's why Jericho dropped the belt. And that might be the reason why this happened. But you know what? Listen, Chris Jericho for the inaugural championship, fantastic job. Fantastic. He doesn't even need the belt, but Jericho was a great first champion. Moxley getting the belt here. Well deserved. Listen, they built this guy up in six months to make him or no, I mean really, yeah. I mean, since last year, in a year's time, if Dean Ambrose thought he was going to get himself reborn, go through New Japan, get over to AEW, and really get himself back up to a real top star, John Moxley right now is as good as it gets. It really is. The last six to nine months with John Moxley has been fantastic. I really like this work. I, I, he's great now. This is the guy that he should have been. John Moxley right now it's, this is this the guy he so, he's supposed to be? This is what Dean Ambrose was. This is what he was in NXT, you know, in the FCW to NXT, whatever it was. You know, leaving him stand alone to be the top champion right now in AEW, he's great. He he will do well with that belt. He can carry the company. If, he's, if he wants to be champion, he's going to carry the company. I think he's going to be a great champion for that brand. It's a logical reason to have him hold it. And for the what they did with him, it was logical to get how they got to this point. I love it. I wasn't sure that Jericho was going to jump the belt yet, but it totally makes sense to do it now. To do it now, they did a good job. It was done. It was done correct. So I enjoy that all together. And Moxie's got a lot, of, a lot of different opponents. But again, this company does not just go three months, you know, match, and then we just move along. No, they take time to go with feuds, and they really make the most out of every food they get. It's just not a throw together. And again, let me get back to WWE Super Showdown. That's what they do. They put stuff together for a few months. They do what they got to do because they have nothing else. And then when you have no star power, on your main roster, really, because everybody is at purgatory, mid-card purgatory, and then nobody matters, and then the storylines don't matter either. Even though WrestleMania storylines really don't matter. Look at what they did. Look at the stories that actually matter for the matches coming up. Goldberg, okay, he takes down Bray Wyatt in five minutes. No, three minutes, right? Done. So, again... It's the same thing like years before. Bray Wyatt, when necessary, will not be the top guy. Oh, Goldberg's coming in. No, he's dropped the belt. And they're going to go Goldberg, Roman Reigns. Who's going to be the heel there? The only way you can do it is if Goldberg turns heel on Roman Reigns. You, I mean, you have to do that. You cannot, you, Goldberg cannot come in. We cannot have respect, respect, and bad and, and good guys, bad guys. Goldberg needs to turn heel tomorrow. If you want to make this storyline work, I said it before. If you want to make the storyline work, if you're going to do it, make him heal, Because it's the only thing that's going to help Roman Reigns get over. And Goldberg's got to be a dick heel. And I don't know if they have it in them to do that, but they need to do something like that. And truly just make the guy turn bad and just piss the audience off. Get off the nostalgia with Goldberg. Do not do respect respect. Please make the guy heal. I don't know how you do it, but make him heal. Just do it. And just say, you know what? I'm, I don't even know. I come here. Look what I did. I got to take all your guys. You're next. Like, I don't know. Something. But do something with him so that there at least there's some kind of a story you give. With Drew McIntyre, he has nothing to do but play with his dick because he doesn't have Brock Lesnar to work with. Maybe he does now. But that's what they got. Raw, tomorrow night, they do have some matches coming up. So... Shayna Baszler and Asuka, all right. They're going to have a women's Elimination Chamber match, okay. They got a tag team elimination match that's also being done, all right. But we're getting just matches that are put together. Let's see here. You got Seth Rollins and Murphy defend against Street Profits rematch for Super Showdown. Blah. And then Riddick Moss will defend his title, whatever. And Beth Phoenix will be on to talk about Edge. So, again, no Edge, No Lesnar. And no Goldberg, right? I mean, we're not going to see any of those guys, right? So, it, it really, most of the card you have, there's not much there to be put. And that's it. And so we know that WWE right now has finalized 16 matches for the card. And the planned card at the moment right now is for the universal title, Goldberg defends against Roman Reigns. For the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. NXT women's title, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Edge versus Orton. Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Kamuki Warriors versus Natalia, and Beth Phoenix. Oh, well, that's not good. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And Elite Card says that Mandy Rose will be special guest referee. Under the, Joy, uh, under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal, and the Women's Championship for the SmackDown side. Bailey versus a to-be-determined opponent. But it looks like it's either going to be Naomi or Lacey Evans. That'll be that person that goes up against Bailey. IC title, no chance. Uh, we, we don't know who, who Braun is going to defend, but there's supposedly an issue challenge to Tyson Fury on Twitter. Miz and Morrison are tag team champions now. They beat New Day, and supposedly King Corbin and Robert Roode might be a team. There could be either Corbin and Roode, New Day, or The Revival, also involved in a SmackDown tag team title match. U.S. champion, Andrade's champion. It could either be against Rey Mysterio, Humberto Carrillo, or Angel Garza as the other opponents. And it looks like they're trying to say Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are the other match on the card. Tell me how that feels like a WrestleMania card. Does any of that feel like WrestleMania to you at all? Four main matches. Ripley Flair, yeah, that's good. Lynch, Baszler, that's pretty good. Lesnar, McIntyre, okay. But it's a mediocre show. doesn't matter if John Cena or Edge or Orton or Goldberg or Lesnar are all on this card. Nothing makes much of a difference. It's just a big show. That's it. A big show that doesn't mean much. This is Wrestlemania. This is where things are right now. And it sucks. It really sucks. There's just nothing there now. Nothing at all. I mean, early, Super Showdown was such a bad show. I hated it. D. Grade D. Nothing. Now, Super Showdown itself... From Thursday night, or Thursday morning, whatever. Looking at the matches, 10 matches on the card. Pre-show OC over Viking Raiders, no one cares. The Undertaker quickly beating up AJ Styles, the only noteworthy thing that went on in that Twig Trophy match. And AJ Styles, just like nothing, gets tossed down, chokeslam, and just like that. And you're not, and then you're going to set up a match after that. Again, that's the, the that's the WWE logic that nobody will understand. Miz and Morrison being champs here. Okay, that was good. I Enjoyed that. Angel Garza. Listen, you know, yeah, I get it. He guy has the uh, the Rick Rude, Tito, not Tito Santana, the Rick Rude like um, Rick Martel kind of feel to it. I get it. He's okay. I'm, I'm still warming up to him. Rollins and Murphy champs over Street Profits. Nobody, I mean, the Street Profits feel the really... Whatever momentum they had is gone to me. I mean, they just don't matter anymore. They're real irrelevant. And I can't... And Rollins right now with Murphy just looks so mid-card. Like, Rollins has definitely dropped mid-card. I mean, that whole Monday Night Messiah thing feels mid-card. There's nothing main event about it. So they're not putting him near the title anymore. He just dropped down and that's it. He's still an integral part, but... Nothing important, nothing at all. Mansour over Dolph Ziggler. Well, and they went nine minutes with that match. I'm surprised they went that long. Brock Lesnar for Ricochet in a minute thirty. Yeah, quick squash. Roman Reigns over King Corbin in a steel cage. I hated this match. Hopefully, it's done. Roman Reigns can move along. Naomi uh, beating, getting beat by Bailey. Yeah, that was fine. I mean, I don't. It doesn't really make much of a difference. I'm not investing in any of these matches. I really just kind of like, almost like lackadaisically watched his pay-per-view. It was just so rough. And Goldberg got three minutes over The Fiend Bray Wyatt. And again, Bray Wyatt, it doesn't matter. I have more to talk about it. You know, it's like, if i only just talk about the pay-per-view itself, I hated it. it. I just, I hated it. I really didn't have much to say much about it. It was just kind of there. And I would hope there'd be something more to it, but there isn't. The Saudi show, I mean, they got... They got some revelry. They got what they wanted. It looked great on camera. Let me tell you that they really, the Saudi shows looked fantastic looking. But man, they're getting some shit stuff. But again, that crowd will eat up anything. What can they do? And that's it. That's all I got to say about these both shows. Again, AEW Revolution, fantastic. Super Showdown lacks a lot. Really had nothing to do with WrestleMania. And now that you got uh, what is the Elimination Tipper coming up the following week? And trying to build up and what? Five weeks away from WrestleMania. Or no, four weeks, right? We're coming up almost four weeks. Yeah. From WrestleMania. No, actually, five weeks away. And I'm not excited about this at all. Paul Heyman is supposed to be working on the Goldberg Roman Reigns thing. I'm looking forward to that. I want, and you will know, listen, they have time to build Goldberg and Reigns. I think Goldberg turns heel. I hope Paul Heyman does it and makes that happen. With John Cena, Bray Wyatt. You know, I'm going to give it time. These two these two guys can really work to, I think they could work well together. So I want to give that a chance and see where it goes. And then look, let's see what Baszler and Lynch do together. Let's see what Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair do together. And then Randy, Randy Orton and Edge. Listen, we can see them build up things, but right now I'm not excited. Maybe they can stir and heat up some feuds together to make it important. That's what they have to do now. Because I think they can make five matches really matter if they got their shit together. But it's up to them. Anyway, we'll keep it a half an hour. We'll come back on Wednesday night for a full show. And I'm looking forward to going and having all of you join me here on the next Wrestling Is Real podcast. Because wrestling needs us. Thank you for listening to the Wrestling Is Real podcast. Brought to you by kingofamazon.com. For more information on how to subscribe to the show, how to share the Wrestling Is Real podcast to listeners like you, and check out the latest wrestling headlines, go to WrestlingIsReal.com. That's WrestlingIsReal.com.